and welcome to Uncle Monsters Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sereski, and Big L, rest in peace. May your spirit be a blessing, Big L. <laughs> uh, now, uh, this week, we've got a very exciting episode for you. I'm very excited for us. We've got a big marquee monster for us. But Ethan, why don't you hit us up with the premise? Well, like all weeks on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, Shibble, this week, has done extensive mm-hmm. research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, demon, or monster. And this week, that monster is... La Llorona. Yes, it is La Llorona. I'm very excited to navigate the minefield of potential Mexican accents that we will be attempting to avoid for the rest of the episode while still trying to get authentic as we can Spanish pronunciations. It's going to be a fine line. And the other of us, me, Ethan, has done absolutely Mm. no research other than watching the movie Curse of La Llorona. Uh, Mm. Which is plenty of research. and uh, No, that I sounds will, like more than enough. I will be playing the role of audience surrogate, asking the questions your hearts are burning with desire to know. So let's find out. Let's learn about La Llorona. Well, before I tell you about La Llorona, right. well, first I want to give a special thanks to all our Patreon subscribers, if oh, I'm yes. being totally honest. Thank you, Patreon subscribers. Uh, we hope you're enjoying that early access that you received with your patreon subscription hey you slobs on the normal feed out there in uh freeloader land (laughs) thank you thank you for listening we do really appreciate it but if you want to get uh early access you can get us over at patreon.com slash uncle monster six you get other stuff too right shib uh, you also get our bonus episodes. Right now, we are regrettably reviewing the entire Leprechaun franchise. If you want to hear how, right, we've gone up to two at this point, and two is uh, not giving much hope for three. So, <laughs> and then we've got five more to go. There are eight Leprechaun films. So, oh well, if you want to hear us talk about Elm that, Street, so there's that to look forward to on Patreon. That's fun. It's true. Yeah, we also do movies that are good. We did Event Horizon. We did uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. We did Phantasm. So, uh, check it out. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, Ethan, back to La Llorona. You don't know anything about La Llorona except you watch the movie The Curse of La Llorona. That's right. So, I bet your guess this week is going to be pretty spot on. I bet you probably whittled it down to just the villain from the curse of la llorona well actually i have four guesses oh boy okay you're really hedging your bets huh yes i i like to make sure that you know i want one to be right so i figure the more spaghetti i'd throw at the wall you know perfect okay guess number one at what la llorona is um Mm. i actually know what it is uh my llorona is the debut single by the knack (laughs) I was going to do that joke. Damn it, you beat me to the punch. Can you La Yorona. <laughs> do you know Ooh, any of the my other little words? crying one. My wailing <laughs> one. 
When you're gonna find your kids, Yorona. <laughs> Theory number two. Uh, La Yorona is me. It was you the whole time. I asked my dog, uh, Hendrix, I said, uh, who's Yorona? And he said, uh, you. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I was so proud of myself. Uh, theory number three. That's this not bad. This one's serious. Uh, La Yorona is a mustachioed mm. postman from Mexico, from Kansas, mm. excuse me, uh, who drives to Mexico wearing a teddy under his uniform. Uh, he peeps mm-hmm. in the windows of scantily clad women, but only ones who have just given an Etsy seller a mediocre review. I hate to tell you this, but you guessed it 100%. I, I, it was me? There's no need for number four. I'll tell you right now. You're right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> I guess we'll never record another episode. All right. Real guess. Uh, La Llorona is a Mexican ghost lady who drowned her kids... And uh, now she haunts the earth, taking other kids away and uh, drowning them. And she wants to bring them to her in death, uh, replacing those uh, dead kids she drowned. Well, I think you'll find you got a little bit right and a little bit wrong. And I think the best way to explain it is a form of narrative fiction. Oh, I freaking love narrative fiction, Chivel. Will you do some narrative fiction for me? I think I will, because I think it's story time. It's story time, story time, it's story time with Uncle Monster. Story, story time! time! Story time, it's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time! Story time! Everybody has always loved your brother. Your parents love him. His twin sons love him. His wife, Deborah, loves him. Even you, Robert Barone, love your brother. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> but all, but of all these people that love Raymond, he chose you to go with him on this special trip to Mexico City. As a successful minor market sports columnist, he got the approval to check out a recently recruited prospect currently signed to a Mexican minor league baseball team. They called this kid Senor Baseball. That was how good he was at baseball. Raymond. Raymond. That kid is incredible. Incredible. An artist. It was like watching Mozart play baseball. Robert! He's incredible! Raymond says as you leave the tiny ballpark outside of town. Robert! I gotta think of the words, the right words to describe senior baseball. His swing is poetry, and and it deserves poetry. Raymond, Raymond, why don't we walk back to the hotel? Even when you were a kid, you got your best ideas while you were walking, remember? Robert, yes, walking! Walking, of course! <laughs> so you and your brother take off into the night, perhaps emboldened by one too many Dos Equis. You find yourselves near a lazy river and decide to follow it on your way back. Its gentle rolling sound soon encourages the two of you to piss. Robert, what? you don't buy Dos Equis, you rent it! 
your brother says as he drops trow. Both of you piss with your asses completely out. It runs in the family. As you finish draining your main veins into the river, you hear something in the distance. A cry. A cry for help. As a trained police officer, your desire to help people cannot be denied. Raymond. Raymond. Did you hear that? It sounds like a woman's in trouble. Raymond begins to respond, Robert, I don't think we... But you're all running, running off towards the damsel in distress. You turn a bend in the river and you see her. There, floating two feet above the river's surface, is a woman. She's dressed in an all-white peasant's gown with long, dark hair. She's soaking wet, and the water drips off her into the river. She's looking all around and crying out, Ay, mijillos! Your brother runs up behind you, out of breath. He grabs you and pulls you into a crouch behind a pile of garbage on the riverbank. Robert! He whispers. <laughs> it's La Llorona! Raymond, what are you talking about? Robert! Like in the movie La Llorona! She's the titular character in the horror movie La Llorona! Didn't see it. Robert! She's a ghost! She drowned her kids when she was alive! And if she sees us, she'll drown us! We gotta get out of here! The two of you slowly back away, hiding from the wailing woman of the waters. Eventually... The two of you make it back to your hotel. You two will never speak of this night again. But you'll never forget, Robert Barone, the night you saw La Llorona. Very nice. Thank you. I Right before we got started, I got really nervous. Uh, did I pull off that Everybody Loves Raymond? It was yes. supposed to be like a very special episode of Everybody Loves Raymond where they got to film on location in Mexico. I loved it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Thank you. I loved, <sighs> I loved, I mean, the opening especially. I mean, uh, when, when you hit me with the Everyone Loves Raymond, I, I didn't recognize the Barone name because I wasn't a fan of the show. But no. I, I knew Robert, and when I heard Everyone Loves Raymond, I knew what we were in for. And, and then the accents, I mean, it was excellent. I remember back in college, I took a, a comedy writing class and one of our assignments, like the final assignment of the semester was we had, we had to write an episode of a sitcom and he gave us a list of like five choices and the choices were, uh, like that seventies show, uh, sex in the city, uh, family guy, and everybody loves Raymond. And everybody was like, well, I'm going for Family Guy, I guess. Because oh. I can just write sort of whatever kind of jokes. And it was it, would end, it was also like less played out then because it was like 2000. It was still uh. kind of a fresh idea. And But I was like, fuck that. I'm doing Raymond. And so <laughs> I like watched like maybe like five episodes. And I was like, yeah, I get it. And uh, wrote one where uh, Robert was being stalked by a murderer. <laughs> you seem to really get the idea of the show. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was funny. I got a, I got some laughs. 
I thought it was a very special episode where it wasn't funny, but you're saying it was still it was still a comedy. <laughs> no, it was like when the Brady Bunch goes to Hawaii. This was Robert and Raymond go to Mexico City. No, I meant the stalker. Oh no, the stalker was funny. There uh, were jokes in that episode. I tried to make a funny episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, and that was all I could come up with. A stalker. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that Wait, Robert was being stalked. Still, do you still have that? And I don't think I do. I would love to find it. I'll take a look around, but I think that might be lost to the ages. That'd be great bonus material if we did if we acted out. If that, we uh, yeah record yeah I I could get my online theater group to do that if I could find it. Oh, that'd be uh, great. But I would have to. Yeah, I'll I'll see. I'll take a look and see if I can track it down. Well, uh, I, I I enjoyed your story, and I know I I see that I I don't know as much as I thought I did just by watching the movie. I see there's more to La Llorona. Yeah, I I, I, I found out. Yeah, that is her traditional cry. I mi hijos, uh, or mi hijos, mi hijos. Yeah, my oh my children. Uh, so uh, and that's I think that part of the tradition comes specifically from Ecuador. Uh, do you do you have? Let me just give you the basics, and then you can give me some facts. How does that sound? That sounds great to me, ships. All right, I'm loving the vibe. So. <laughs> La Llorona is a ghostly woman who's dressed in all in white. Uh, her name means the wailer uh, and she, because she wails and cries. So she's Japanese, mourning her children. Mexican. Uh, she is Mexican, although, you know, iconography, iconography, uh, fuck it. Uh, in terms of iconography, yeah, they're, uh, I would say it is very similar to like the type of Japanese ghost that you might see in The Ring or The Grudge. Uh, I don't oh, know no, a I lot was just about saying that because there are a lot of Japanese whalers. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on point with the puns today. Yeah, you you really that one slid right under my radar. You crushed it. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, she uh, haunts running bodies of water, uh, and she walks around looking for her kids, so- soaking wet, and. <laughs> uh, Stories of her uh, are in Central America, Mexico, and uh, some of the American Southwest. I know that uh, my friend Ash, who grew up in San Antonio, uh, heard stories of La Llorona when she was a kid. Really? Uh, Yeah. Was she afraid of La Llorona growing up? I mean, probably. Like the same way in the Northeast, we would talk about Bloody Mary, you know, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Although I think probably closer to Bloody Mary in that... There's nothing. It's a ghostly think, woman and not a mutant. <laughs> yeah, and not a gang of mutants. It's it's fantastical and not hyper scientific. Uh, <laughs> That's a great point. So, do you have some facts for me? Uh, can I get uh, La Llorona presents ways to get arrested in Mexico? La Llorona presents ways to get arrested in Mexico. Sitting in the wrong seat on a bus. Mm. An Arizona woman was arrested for drug trafficking after the bus she was using to cross from Mexico to the U.S. was searched. Beneath her seat, they found 12 pounds of marijuana and imprisoned her. While this was a case of mistaken identity, you should not get involved with drugs in Mexico because bail doesn't exist if you're arrested. Fines are large and arbitrary, and jail time can be up to 25 years. Whew! God, Mexico, legalize it. Uh, it's also, time. if you want to get arrested, you can name your child Hermione, Batman, or Pocahontas. Good. If you, 
If you were thinking about having a baby in the Mexican state of Sonora, you'd be faced with a list of illegal baby names. The government has prohibited names like Lady Die, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rolling Stone, or Cesaria mm-hmm. uh, that are deemed derogatory, pejorative, discriminatory, or lacking in meaning. Ah, okay. I, for me, Lady Die, when you said that, is like, oh, they're probably just like retiring the great ones like you would uh, uh, a sports like player's number. Like, yeah, like no one else is going to be number seven or whatever. 42. Like, you can't be Jackie Robinson Anderson, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, like, there'll never be another Lady Die. That name's retired. Oh, no, no. It's just because it, it lacks meaning, apparently. It, it has very specific meaning. She's the people's princess. Then maybe because it's discriminatory or offensive? I don't know. It, yeah, it's probably offensive to the royal family and monarchists. Oh, yes. And we, we should afford them all the dignity in the world because they've done so. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Uh, also, if you want to get arrested, Jibs, you can wear shorts. If okay. Man, it is hot man, out there. Yeah, it is hot. You'd think you'd want to wear shorts. But if you're a man in Mexico, it technically remains illegal to wear anything but trousers, according to one antiquated law. It's said that Mexico was trying to prove itself to be as modern as other nations and wanted to enforce that with a bizarre male dress code. It's unlikely you'll actually be arrested for it, but you're still technically a lawbreaker if you go bare-legged. Hmm. Well, then I must admit, I broke the law while I was in Mexico. I was wearing swim trunks. Did you really? Yep. Did you what also say marijuana? No, I did not. I was did too square. I was illegal? 17 at the time. Um, I can't remember if I was technically of the legal drinking age. Do they have? But a that was the age? first time I had alcohol. I imagine. Really? I think it's eighteen. Yeah. What happened the first time you had alcohol? Did you get sick or no? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I in had Mexico? too much. Yeah. Did you partake in in ladies of the night? No. No, I Definitely. could never do that. No, no, I couldn't I either. I, I can't ask a stranger what time it is. There's such a power imbalance. I would be like, "Are you okay? Like, are you fine with this? Like, you know, like I couldn't do that." Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, so, back to La Llorona. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, these, so yeah, these stories are told uh, throughout the American Southwest, Mexico, and South uh, Central America. Um, they're normally told to scare children away from uh, rivers uh, where she said she would uh, drown people on her nighttime wanderings. Did she have a real name? Oh, I'm going to get to that. I've got... Oh, excuse me. I apologize. I've, oh, don't even worry. That's like the whole second half of my research. Is oh, excellent. I love that about stuff. I love the lore. The, the, the origins and, and perhaps an exciting theory that uh, many have not heard. Maybe she has uh, that, relatives still living we could have on the show. Oh, indeed she does. Uh, so because uh, she is, uh, oh, so she can float. Uh, and she will float about uh, above the ground, crying out, I'm me, Hios. Uh, as she floats or glides, uh, she'll leave, obviously, no footprints. So she might have a very physical body, but still be able to leave no trace, uh, which, you know, might explain why we don't have much documented footage of La Llorona. She can be tough to track down. Because she leaves no tracks, Ethan. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
I, I do. I, I, <laughs> because you could get sense. your best tracker out there. And you know, no a guy that could to track. Yeah, a guy could track a Gila monster across the desert. He couldn't track La Llorona because she floats. No, who is the tracker? Pocahontas or Sacagawea? Uh, Sacagawea was a guide. Uh, Pocahontas was, I believe, a noblewoman. Oh. But uh, I'm not 100% well-versed. Nor am I. Uh, let's see. Now, okay, now we can start getting into some origins. Oh, uh, I'm excited. Several origin stories. Uh, uh, there are lots, there are different variations on it. Um, most of them uh, put her as being a spurned lover of a wealthy ranchero or Don, or even a conquistador, uh, who had uh, children with him out of wedlock, and then the children were drowned, possibly by her hand, to spite him, or possibly they drowned and that was just an additional tragedy, or he had something to do in the drowning. There's lots of different variations on that. But they drowned. Yeah, they did drown. Uh, and now she's sort of tethered to the body of water where they drowned. She drowned herself in her grief. And uh, she now wanders there, continuing to look for her drowned children. How uh, hard but was, never must it them. be to drown yourself? Oh, my God. I, ugh, ugh. That would be awful. That, that wouldn't be what I would choose. She must have been in so much pain. You to have do to that really to yourself? To do that. Yeah, that is, that is a brutal way to do yourself in. I feel like it's impossible. But, I feel like your brain would make you take your head out. I mean, not if you you'd have to like weigh yourself down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, could you could you force yourself to keep your head underwater? I don't know. I don't want to find out. Yeah, no. Let's not. No, that's a it's a gross thought. Let's stop. Yes, thank you, thank you for getting on that page with me. Yes. Uh, so, well, I was, I was just wondering how, you know, cause she drowned herself. So I was wondering how she could have done that, but I guess you're right. She could have weighted herself down. Yeah. Something like that. Or, you know, she's wearing heavy clothes and she's just <laughs> walking out in the ocean and she wearing just her, eventually her metal dress. <laughs> no, but you know, something that like is a lot of heavy cloth, like the big white peasant's dress that she's supposed to be in. Right. And you know, you walk out in the middle of the river and eventually you like, just let the currents drag you out. Right, right. And you drown that way. That's horrible. Um, but it's also possible that the ranchero drowned her. She might not have drowned oh. herself. That's another story. Why would he have but, drowned her? Uh, because uh, she drowned his children, or she threatened to reveal himself, reveal herself and their relationship to his wife. Stuff like that. Or reveal that he drowned the kids. Yeah, any number of things like that. Any combination of, of accusations. or yeah, yeah, depending on who killed the kids and who killed La Llorona. But they're all just sort of mix and match. Like a, like one of those, uh, like some Legos. You know, you can just I swap the bricks around. I feel bad that that's the case because not knowing the truth, that must keep La Llorona in purgatory. Well, I actually might have some real truth for you. Because I've oh. got an older possible origin story. Okay. Going back to the Aztec. Now, the Aztecs believed in a certain type of ghost known as uh, the Sihuateteo. 
which is the plural. The singular is Sihua uh, Teotle. Yes, the the singular is Sihua Teotle. I believe. Can I try? Something and these, that? sure. You want to repeat si after me? Sihua Teotle. Yes, Sihua Teotle. Sihua. I think it rhymes with Chipotle. Oh. I had some the other night, and I feel every time I eat it, I'm like, I will not do it again. And I keep ordering it. It tastes so good, but it is a loaded gun in your mouth. It is. Amen. And I like the taste of the metal. <laughs> I think Robert Downey Jr. said that at his trial. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the Siwateo, plural are spirits of women who died in childbirth. Oh. Now, the most of the time, the Sihuatateo stayed in the underworld where they guarded the sun at night, and they carried it from the west where it sat back to the east, where it would rise again. Uh, and they would do this along with men who died in battle. And they sort of <laughs> held an equal status in society, that oh. women died in this battle to bring life into the world, just the same way that men died in battle against their enemies, which I think is kind of dope. I love that. I love that they give women credit for that, you know, for what they go through in childbirth in that culture. That's great. Yeah. Like that, say what you want. That seems like an apt metaphor to me. Yeah. Amen. Uh, so, uh, now that's where they spent most of their time, just hanging out in the underworld, doing their job. Uh, <laughs> But five nights a year, uh, on the on the Aztec calendar, those nights we have the specific nights. Oh, and they October are October fifth. No, dear first. They have different names for the months. Rain first. <laughs> I figured that. <laughs> Monkey first. <laughs> house first, and eagle first. That's when they would visit the land of the living and hang out at crossroads and they would like fuck you up and meet Robert Johnson and give him the power to play the blues. Yeah. Uh, they'll meet you there. So you won't be lonely. Oh, that's and nice. yeah. Uh, and I'm going to miss everybody and I'm going to miss everybody. Miss everybody. Oh. Uh, so could La Llorona be a variation on one of these Sihua in that she did uh, die in a very specific relationship to her children. The same way. Not the same thing as a mother dying in childbirth, but maybe like a dark, twisted version of that. Uh, maybe, Mal, she, maybe, maybe the story was, you know, twisted. Maybe she did die during childbirth and the children died with her and she was blamed for their deaths. Yeah, yeah any number... Of once again variations on these same puzzle pieces. Permutations but now, of the story. What I want to do really quick is I want to take a quick break to grab a drink. But when I come back, I'm going to tell you my theory as to who specifically La Llorona was when she was alive. That's right, folks. We'll be right back. back baby hey so are you are you ready for the real deal possible original la llorona you're gonna name la llorona here on the show i am 
listeners, you're hearing it from me that La Llorona, when she was alive, was in fact the historical figure known as La Malinche, a.k.a. Marina, a.k.a. Malintzin. La Malinche was an enslaved woman that was given to Hernan Cortez during his conquest of the Aztec Empire. Uh, she was sold by the Mayans to him. Uh, one of a group of 20 Nahua women, which are uh, women that have the same uh, ethnicity as Aztecs, but they might not have been citizens of the Aztec Empire or whatever. I see. So, uh, she uh, eventually worked her way up to serving as a translator for Cortez and later his consort. Oh. Her children with Cortez were allegedly among the first mestizos, children of mixed European and native Mexican ancestry. She is the mother of uh, modern Mexico in a bizarre sense, but also considered a figure of uh, betrayal uh, and uh, like a Benedict Arnold on a, on a racial betrayed, level. She betrayed Mexico to go with the conquistador? Yeah. Uh, her Now, her oldest son, Martin, uh, yeah. she also had a daughter named uh, Maria, were sent back to Europe, uh, but Cortez eventually married a European woman, and so Martin was no longer Cortez's heir. Uh, Martin became kind of disowned. La Malinche got left behind in Mexico after helping Cortez massacre the Aztecs uh, by revealing plans to ambush him at Cholula, uh, most notably amongst many... Uh, yes. What a traitor. Yes. Uh, and this is most notable amongst her many of her betrayals uh, of the uh, native people for her white lover. Uh, while Martin and Maria survived until adulthood, it's easy to see uh, that possibly there could have been other children. Possibly uh, this could be just another variation of the, you know, uh, girl that falls in love with the ranchero. This could be the sort of original version of that. Jesus. Who fell in love with John Smith in a Disney movie? That was Pocahontas. How come we don't hate her? I don't know. I I don't I I don't know enough about her life. Yeah, I don't know much about her either. But let's. It'd be funny if we just started hating her. I don't know if she actually fell in love with John Smith in the real world. Uh, oh, I don't. Disney lies. I don't know. I mean, I don't consider them much of like a authoritative text, you know. So there aren't really gay people in Star Wars. They were lying. No, the, there there actually aren't really straight people in Star Wars. <laughs> so wait, that's are you the, saying that's that the lie. The, that entire galaxy is homosexual? Yeah, the entire galaxy is strictly mask for mask and femme for femme. Uh, that across is, the board. <laughs> you need to remake Star Wars like that. Better movie, let's be honest. It really would be. It would be like it would be like Freddy 2. Yeah, it was second definitely... Star Wars like that. Yeah, I'll I'll make a movie called Star Wars Two. <laughs> Luke's Revenge. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I'm back and I'm gay now, Dad. And I know hey, you're Dad. Darth Vader. 
I'm your dad. Well, I have something to tell you. I'm gay, dad. If, if so you can't the handle it. galaxy. Literally everyone you've ever met has been gay. What do you think, the Emperor and I are just roommates? Everybody's gay here! It's better this way! It's a better movie! Gay <laughs> uh, okay, Star Wars would be awesome. So, Shibby, what's next on our, on our docket? Well, that sort of comes to the end of my research. Uh, other than, yeah, I think this sort of Lama Lynch character being the prototype for uh, uh, La Llorona. Uh, is sort of my big dun dun dun. That's a, I, I think that's amazing that you identified La Llorona. I mean, if we could only find an ancestor to have on the show, I think that would be something amazing. Well, gee, you know, it's one of those things where, if not a literal uh, uh, ancestor, you know, it's sort of somebody that would be a cultural ancestor and it'd be interesting to have uh, someone with a, a more authentic experience or relationship to that concept than either of us could offer. Uh, but also we're that... not really like a show that's about authentic experiences. <laughs> I, I do think that would be interesting, but I think that's a different show. I'm sorry. I uh, think we have plenty of authentic experiences. I mean, I do. I don't think we can off. I don't think authentic experiences in terms of uh, cryptids is what we are offering. We are definitely <laughs> providing an outsider's perspective. I, uh, I think that should be like on our social media, an outsider's perspective. <laughs> yeah. We did not see any of this. Yeah. This is just what someone else said. Yeah. We have no cultural uh, uh, skin in yeah, the game I have here. no, yeah. Uh, this is not authentic. This is Chinese food at the grocery store. <laughs> It's fine, but it is what it is. I don't eat Chinese food. Oh, that's everyone, too bad. I everyone love thinks it. Jewish people eat Chinese food all the time, and I just don't. And everyone always it, it makes that comment to me and thinks it's okay to say. Yeah, stereotypes are always hurtful, even if they seem arbitrary. Yeah, don't say that to me. Still, though, I love some good Chinese food. Yeah, I need to try and get into it, although it's high in fat. Uh, Shibble, would you like some ways to get arrested in Mexico? I would love for La Llorona presents ways to get arrested in Mexico. Drinking in the 72 hours before an election. Mm. Whether you're a citizen or not, uh, able to vote in the election or not, drinking in the 72 hour period leading up to either a state or national election is banned in Mexico. Along these lines, you'll find it tough to get your hands on alcohol from corner shops during the Holy Week period, too. That's not fun. No, but, you know, I guess look at uh, what good that's done for the Mexican government. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Look, they're doing great. I, 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 I genuinely have no idea what the Mexican government is like, if it is good or bad. Uh, yeah, I think I hope maybe it's okay. we should enact that law. Based on I mean, reason. it's worth a shot. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, we got to do something. Uh, if you want to get arrested in Mexico, you can take your feet off the pedals of your bike. Okay. Uh, another uh, Mexican. I don't know how to ride a bike. You don't? No, I learned twice when I was a kid, and I forgot. 
My bike kept on getting stolen. I, my bike got stolen when I was seven, and I never rode a bike again. I I just assume I could ride one. Oh, I I can't. I just you assume I can't. That? Maybe I can. I I, the last can. time I tried, I really busted my ass. That's funny. I think we both can, but neither of us have tried. I bet I could if you gave me like 20 minutes to figure it out, but I would need like 20 minutes. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> Uh, another law I can see you arrested is the one about removing your feet from your bike pedals, unless you don't know how mm. to ride a bike. Cyclists are not allowed to remove their feet from the pedals for fear they could lose control and crash. This was a law passed in the late 19th century after an accident between a coach and a cyclist. Hmm. Well, it must have been a bad fear. accident. Yeah, I mean, I would hate to get run over by a coach. <laughs> uh, you cannot publicly kiss in Guanajuato. Okay. Uh, despite being home to the Calleon de Beso, uh, Kissing Alley, a law passed in 2009 prohibited kissing in public in Guanajuato. Uh, one of uh, Mexico's most notoriously conservative states, this so-called anti-obscenity law, uh, which also banned vulgar language begging and buying from street sellers, was put in place by then-Mayor Eduardo Romero Hicks of the right-wing Pan Party. Hmm. They literally have a kissing alley in their town, and you can't kiss. And you can't buy things off of street vendors? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, isn't that awful? Yeah, let me buy, like, a fucking popsicle, man. It's hot out. I'm in Mexico. Like a... I was thinking a pretzel, but you're right. It would be a little hot. So, all this sounds pretty crazy. But the real question for you, Ethan, is... Can it love? A werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. This might sound crazy, but... Can it love? Can it love? I think absolutely, without a, qu- mm. without a doubt, no question, La Llorona loves her children who passed mm. and absolutely. even loves the children and people that she drowns because she doesn't know better. She wants to bring them to her in debt. She just wants companionship. She's lonely. Yes. And she wants love and she's just not going about it the right way and she desires love and she has love in her heart. We just need to unleash it. Yeah, I think, you know, the problem is, yeah, she's got love, but she's got more grief. She's just in so much pain. Yeah. And you really, this is, you gotta, you gotta open your heart to La Llorona. This does not sound fun. This is not a monster that's like, yes, I can't wait to go out and be a monster today, you know? Yeah. It's not fun being La Llorona. No, it's not like being a werewolf where you wake up and you're like, yeah, werewolf time. 
Yeah, or like a like a <laughs> vampire, like an Anne Rice vampire. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, La Llorona's pretty sad. What would your first date with La Llorona be like? Oh, I actually had one. Oh, at an aquarium. I oh. thought because there there's an there's amusement, there's food. Mm-hmm. I like you know I like to get a snack. Um, yeah. There's water everywhere, and there's children mm-hmm. everywhere in case she you know wants to drown a child. Plus, you can pet nurse sharks usually. Mm, yeah, you ever uh, you ever tickle the manta rays? Yeah. Oh, oh my God, I love to touch them. I don't tickle. I, I've touched them. You can tickle them. Yeah, manta rays are ticklish. I didn't know that. I've just t- I just put my hand and touch them when they go by. What what, do you, what happens when you tickle them? They like wriggle around. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish I had known that. They love it. Yeah. No. Next time you're at the aquarium, go tickle a. a Fucking manta ray, for sure. What 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 do you think? Uh, can lie your own love? Uh, I think so. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's just that her grief gets in the way. Uh, so I think for my dream date, I want to go the opposite direction. I want to get as far away from water and children as possible. <laughs> so that means we have to go to a place that's adults only. We're going to the titty bar. Oh. It's getting that's hot and heavy. La Llorona, I'm going to make you feel like a woman tonight. That's a great way to make a woman feel like a woman, is to bring her around sad, nude ladies. Yeah, it's going to be a great... No, I'm going to go to like one where everybody's having a good time. I'm going to go to a good one. There is no one strip the... club where the strippers are having a good time, chill. I, well, I don't know, hypothetically. Yeah. Uh, um, there's also no La Llorona. Just didn't, <laughs> I got to start from scratch. That's a good point. I give you that. <laughs> but can she fuck? That sounds crazy, but can she fuck? Um, does she have a corporeal form? Well, it's possible because we know she leaves no tracks because she floats. floats. But so that, you know, the lack of physical evidence does not mean that there is a lack of physical body there. So I'm going to say it's entirely possible she has a corporeal form. Okay. Then. She also must be able to physically drown you if she is holding you underwater. Well, I don't know. She could be using ghost powers and, like, wave her uh, hand. It's true. She could, yeah, just psychokinetically holding you underwater. Well, then she could psych- psychokinetically bang you, too. It's true. Would you want to? Psychokinetically? Uh, absolutely. I would try that. <laughs> I mean, no, would, yeah. I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say La Yorona can fuck. All right. I, I mean, she certainly you. she she could fuck in life, and I don't think, you know, that she's necessarily lost that in death. So you know, Cas- she's mo- Casper- mostly dealing with the grief. Can Casper hmm? fuck? Uh, no, because Casper was a child. Yeah, but he's like eight hundred now. I don't think he's aged. I don't think he's sexually matured. Oh, that must suck. Oh, poor Casper. It probably would be weird to, like, hear everybody talking about it for a couple hundred years and still not be like, I just don't get it. I mean, yeah. I guess sooner or later you'd get over it. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, there are lots of perfectly happy asexual people out there. You'd just be one of them. Yeah, like Casper. All right, yeah, so she like can Casper. fuck. She can fuck. So, yeah. what next, Shibble? What next? It's fight night! Ding, ding, ding! 
fight. All right, Chibble. Fight night. We have La Llorona mm. versus yes. how many prime Shaquille O'Neal's? All right. So we know she can float. Right. <laughs> it's possible that she has psychokinesis. Yes, she has psychokinesis. She does, and it is as strong as... It's stronger than she is. Stronger than she Definitely. Is. Definitely. Is it stronger than Shaq is? No way. Yeah, I'm going to say it's not stronger than Shaq is. I'm going to say one Shaq can take down La Llorona. Probably half of one of me. Now, well, come on. Half well, of one of you. I'm just being overconfident. Yeah, let's let let's put our game face on. We got to take these seriously, Shaq. Somebody could right. get hurt. I shouldn't underestimate La Llorona. So one yeah, Shaq, we, we say. That's what I'm thinking, Underwater Panther. All right. La, <laughs> La, <laughs> La Llorona versus The Nun. The Nun from The Nun? Yes, and La Llorona from La Llorona. <laughs> Tell me, I didn't see the nun. I'm imagining she's an evil dead nun. Uh, it's. I think it's a he named Val. He's an evil dead nun. Yeah, and it's a demon, a very powerful demon, a prince of hell. Uh, okay. The defiler, the prince of snakes. Okay. And he takes the form to give the middle finger to Christianity, takes the form of a nun, has okay. psychokinetic powers... Um and all demon powers. All right, I'm yeah, I'm gonna say in my ranking, your average demon is gonna be your stronger ghost. I agree. Uh, maybe a strong go- ghost could beat a weaker demon, but I'm gonna put this one on the nut. I think you would have to have a super strong ghost and a super weak demon to have a battle. I think so. I think. I mean. Demons, you can get pretty scrubby. You could get like a little impish little guy, and I bet a pretty strong ghost could take one of those dudes. Yeah, out pretty like easy. like a Bloody Mary or a Candyman could take that. Yeah, for sure. That be that'd be no issue. All right, we have La Llorona versus the Scooby mm-hmm. Gang, but only okay. Shaggy's speak Spanish. Okay, uh, so he's the one to be like, Zoinks! She's looking for her kids, man. <laughs> I have never done a Shaggy before in my that life. That was really good. Are you kidding me? It sounded like you've been doing it for years. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I'll, yeah, I'm going to put this one on the Scooby Crew. Mystery Inc. for the win. Wow, even with Shaggy translating? Yeah, because I think they don't really need to have that much kind of uh, discussion. Do you know what I mean? Like, they'll mostly, they'll be familiar with the sort of La Llorona situation. But they usually, know about supernatural stuff. No, they don't. Usually they go to unmask it and the mask comes off. Like, here it wouldn't and, and they would Well, get I drowned. feel like in these more, that hasn't been what Scooby-Doo has done for like 20 years. It's really bizarre, but now Scooby-Doo only runs into actually supernatural things. Really? Yeah, like now he's always running into fucking werewolves and witches and vampires and shit all the time. That's weird. It is weird. At some point it just switched. One day they should have him get killed by a vampire and that and then stop making the show. 
I feel like like on a pup named Scooby Doo, he was always running into like mutants and shit. Like it was all like actually the thing. That's weird. I and we're not gonna talk about Scrappy. Okay. La Llorona versus Patrick yeah. Wilson and Vera Farmiga mm. out of character. Out of character. So uh not playing their characters from Insidious. Uh from Conjuring. From Con- okay. Uh, okay. I didn't see Conjuring. I don't... Well... Yeah, I'm gonna put this one on La Llorona. I don't yeah. think Patrick Wilson is... and Or Vera Farmiga are much... They're not scrappers. They're very good looking. They are. I'll, I, you can't take that away from them. Okay, so you're putting that on uh, Llorona? Yeah, I think so. I think she's gonna edge him out. La Llorona versus a group of weirdos holding up one finger at a Trump rally. <laughs> oh, what an odd choice. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put that one on La Llorona. You are absolutely right. Or Dunzo. Uh, La Llorona versus Rainbow Bright commanding mm. three sandworms from Beetlejuice. Okay. Well, Rainbow Bright... Uh... She really would be exactly what La Yorona needs with her positive vibes to help her get through this grief. Exactly. What she really needs is a friend more than anything. And so, yeah, I'm going to put this one on Rainbow Bright. The sandworms are going to hang back. Oh, I thought she would, like, trick her into it by being nice and then have the sandworms attack. <laughs> no, that's, that's not Rainbow Bright's style. Oh. And finally, we have La Llorona versus mm. The Path to the Holy Grail. You mean... Uh, oh, like, uh, first, uh, uh, Penitent Man yes. will pass. Only the Penitent Man must pass, yep. Uh, yeah, well, okay. La Llorona does not seem to be very penitent for the wrongs that she has done. She is grieving, but she doesn't seem to be taking responsibility for what's happened to her. So I'm going to say she is not penitent, and therefore she will not pass. She will have her corporeal head cut off in the first trap. I love that. I love that reasoning. And Obviously, that... if she could make it to uh, only in his name, she could just float past that. Float, oh, that no would problem. be cheating. Bridge, the invisible bridge, float, no problem. You're absolutely right, but she wouldn't make it past the first one, and I love your logic. Yeah, well, thank you. And uh, that... What a fight night. That was fight night, everyone. Whew. Boy, I tell ya. I, I need a breather. Do you got any, um... La Llorona presents... Get arrested in Mexico! <laughs> if you want to get arrested in Mexico, you can F up the national anthem. Uh, Mexico is yeah. a patriotic nation. And this is reflected in their overwhelming respect for the flag and national anthem. There are several chapters of law dedicated to honoring and correctly performing the anthem. Playing it incorrectly mm. could see you saddled with a fine, arrest, and the need to apologize to the country. Ooh. Well, you know what Oscar Wilde said? Lo siento. Uh, he said, patriotism is a virtue of the vicious. Oh, Wow. What, is, what a wit on him. It's true. He was a treasure. 
another thing that can get you arrested in Mexico is taking pork scratchings across the border. Mm. Can't do that. Which chips. way? Either, uh, either way. No, out of Mexico. You can't bring them out. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, there are several products not allowed across borders as souvenirs. Uh, live or dead animals, plant products, illegal weapons and drugs. But some stranger mm. items are banned, uh, namely pork products. These what do you mean have... I can't bring my illegal weapons across the border? <laughs> These are my illegal weapons. I bought them in Mexico illegally. They're pork mine. Pro- pork products cannot, under any circumstances, be brought into the U.S. if you don't want to be thrown in an airport jail. Mm, yeah, I guess you got to watch out for uh, uh, contamination. Pork is uh, susceptible to that. And got to uh, keep tight controls on that. Last but not least, you can be arrested for listening to Narco Corridos in Chihuahua, mm. Sinaloa, or Coila. Uh, Narco Corridos, do you know what those are? Uh, those are uh, songs about drug dealers. Yes, drug ballads. They, ballads. Yes. They detail the explicit exploits of known drug dealers, runners, and cartel heads. Uh, however, despite originating in the north of the country, which is well known for its illegal narcotic enterprise... Narco Corridos were banned in public concerts a few years after a shooting at a concert. Wow. What a shame that they are cracking down on freedom of expression in Mexico. Yeah, I know. And really uh, hurting this beautiful musical tradition. Uh, <laughs> Do you like shame. Narco Corridos? Can you make up a Narco Corridos right now? I do not know enough about the genre to even attempt it. Enrique Perez is his name, and he's a drug cartel leader in Sinaloa. Make up a narco corrido. I no, I I don't know. I I genuinely can't. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Don't I worry genuinely about it. Have, don't even. I just know wanted to, to give you the opportunity to sing. You know, it's always fun to no, sing. No, I I I appreciate it. Thank you for opening the door, but I will have to respectfully decline. <laughs> it's fine, Jibble. <laughs> Uh, so, looks like we're getting the red light no, from Uncle I'm Monster. No, I'm scared. No. no red light. I'm scared. Oh, you're too scared? Hey, I gotta pump the Shady, brakes I'm on that scared. one. I'm too scared. I'm too scared. Stop it. It's scary. Yeah, seriously, Shibble. Do you see me shaking? I do, but the question, I got some news for you here. The question we gotta ask ourselves, is it real? Is real? Check it, Bavakasha. Hey! Hey! Maybe! Maybe? Could be. Really? I, this you could know, be a no, real... La Llorona could be real? I mean, this these stories have existed for quite a long time, as we hear, going back to the Aztecs and continuing to this day. So, I don't want to say that there is absolutely no reason for that. You know, obviously we don't have any evidence that it is real, but we don't have any evidence that it isn't real beyond saying ghosts are impossible. So if you want to say ghosts are impossible, then fine. There's no La Llorona. Yeah, if you want to say you ghosts are possible. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. If you, I'm going to let you make up your, I'm not going to be here and be like, I'm going to tell you right now. There's no such thing as ghosts. You already know whether or not there are ghosts. And I'm not going to change your mind on that. Have a good time. I don't give a shit. I have a question. 
Yes. Let's say ghosts are real. Is okay. Is Yorona real now? Uh, certainly she could be. There's no reason to believe she isn't. You know. But is I she mean, a likely ghost if ghosts are real? I mean, if you want to take sort of consistency of imagery and being widespread and, uh, con- you know, a tradition that goes back for a very long time that has, you know, other than surface variations in the origin story, don't have that much change across them. They still have the same sort of themes. Uh, points to, to me, that would be, certainly lend credibility to something. Do you know what I mean? I like I that like it's how you that long that. lasting and widespread. You would have to say that it's at least worth looking into if you were going to try to track down ghosts. This would be one that I would try to track down. You heard it here. La Llorona is real. La Llorona, 100% real. Watch out. Keep your children away from rivers. Or they'll drown. And that's the red light. <laughs> Uncle Monster, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uncle Monster, what am I going to do in the week until the next episode? I think you should watch a scary movie. I love scary movies. Uh, What what scary movie should I watch? Maybe you should watch Ringu. Oh, Ringu, what's that? It's a Japanese ghost movie about a lady that lives in a VHS tape. Oh my god, sounds great. It's no, it's a real spooky one, especially if you own VHS tapes. <laughs> I love VHS tapes, actually. <laughs> and oh my god, is that Uncle Monster too? Hi, Shibble. Hey, what's going on, my guy? I, I, I've been, I've been hanging out, waiting to come on and tell you about movies. Okay, well, tell me about them. You got something you can recommend or recommend not? If you're not into La Llorona or Mexico, but you are into PBS and static landmarks, watch Ken Burns' The Statue of Liberty. Mm. Also, if you do like La Llorona and Mexico, you can always watch The Curse of La Llorona, because it's about that. And it's got Ed and Lorraine Warren in it. Did you know Mm. Ed was a statutory rapist? Surprise, he was. (laughs) Surprise. Surprise. Glad that came up. So I guess if you want to watch a movie about a statutory rapist, watch <laughs> The Curse of La Llorona. He's not in that one. He's It's in part of the Conjuring universe. And Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> we want to thank you for liking and subscribing. Uh, we want to thank you for following us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram at Uncle Monster Six, on Twitter at Uncle Monster Podcast, and you can find our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Uncle Monster Six. Most of all, thank you guys for spending time with us, and uh, we enjoyed doing this with you and for you. And we hope to see you next time. Tell your friends about it, um, and and thank you really from the bottom of my heart and Chibble's heart. Yeah. And until next time, don't Don't get get spooked. spooked.